Welcome to Holding Center, a podcast created to help you own and hold center stage, not only on show day, but also in your life. I'm your host, Ashley Markham, owner of Myo Strength, and joined with me is my co-host, Ashley Spoker, owner of B&B Fit. Let's hold center. Hey, Ash, what's up? I'm not going to do yo today. I'm not feeling yo. I've had a hard past couple of days and I'm just not feeling the yo. You feel me? Yo, I feel that. I understand that. Yeah. Um, we both kind of been having some some rough weeks. I was absent last week. So sorry, guys. Missed out. Um, still a really good podcast, though. I wasn't feeling well. Still kind of feeling shitty. Um, but, you know, really praying I'm on the, the upswing and going to get better here soon. Um, so yeah, you know, yo, maybe not be necessary for this podcast, especially the the topic we're going to talk about today, but you know, how are you? I know you said things have been rough, but you know, I know you also watched Toy Story. That's a positive. <laughs> that was a positive. Yeah. I've definitely been watching a lot of Disney movies just to fucking feel something. It's the past two weeks have been hard. I'm not going to lie. Like it's just been hard with like life, life be life in, you know what I'm saying? But we're trying, mm-hmm. we're showing up, we're trying to take care of ourselves, um, that's really all we can do. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, everything's hunky-dory because I'm, I'm not a bullshitter. But yeah, things have been hard, but we're still trying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's really all you can do, you know, is like just one foot in front of the other and kind of just weather the bad storm and, you know, maintain positivity the best way that you can. And, and you know, always come up with with things that you that you can control, things you can do and, you know, what what's going to make the situation a little bit easier on, on your end, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. We have like a really heavy topic today and it's like, it, we need to talk about it because it's, it's something that's worth talking about. But at the same time, like yesterday, if you were like on my socials, we're recording this on Friday morning. So um, yeah, yesterday, if you were on my socials, you saw that I shared screenshotted, I don't know, probably 50, plus stories. And I also had other coaches like you reached out, Claire uh, reached out in terms of like, just having people tell about their, their coaching experience or poor coaching experience. And, you know, I'm not naive to like what goes on in the industry, but at the same time, it's like, there's, there's this really powerful quote by Joseph Stalin. And it was, it's one death is a tragedy. A million deaths is a statistic. And Mm -hmm we hear, you know, these stories maybe on Reddit or people's experiences, but we don't really think about it because it wasn't our experience. But for me, since these were like my followers and our followers where they were brave enough to, you know, even just speak up for themselves, like that to me hit home. It was like one of those things where it's like, these are like real people that I engage with on a regular basis that are, they got burned by shit coaches or just had really bad experiences because you know, coaching is, it's a weird type of position because it is relationships. You you do have to develop trust with a person and you're controlling their life to some extent. You, you know, you're telling them how to train, how to eat, how to sleep, like how to talk about managing stress. Like these are very intimate details. And especially when you will look up to this, a coach as like a leader and as someone to look up to, unfortunately, some of them are really good with smoke and mirrors on Instagram and portray themselves as this great person and in reality they're they're not and it broke my heart because i take my job very seriously and ash i know you do too because like we pour into our athletes and 
you know, we are very open and honest on Instagram. Like I post conversations that I have with my athletes, both the good and the bad. You know, I post my daily life because I want people to know me for me. And when they do decide to trust me, maybe want to work with me, that their experience is similar, that they're not like tricked into, you know, this, this thing that's really not meant to be. And it's just, it's really sad. I was just reading like 50 plus stories of like, I paid, you know, one was $8,000 for like the next, like, what the fuck? That's more than like my fucking mortgage for half a year. Like, it's just, it's mind blowing and it's heartbreaking. I cried. I was angry. And I literally, I talked to Eric. I was like, sweetheart, I, I think I might quit coaching. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, look at all these stories. And he's like, sweetheart, if you quit, who's going to be the good in the world? Like, who's going to be able to show athletes what real coaching is? And I was like, fuck, you're right. But like, that's how heartbroken I was over something that I love and I'm so passionate about is like seeing people being taken advantage of and put into compromising situations for what a, a plastic trophy or clout or money like it's just i, I kind of don't have words you know what i'm saying yeah that 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 was a lot to think about i have like many different points i want to talk about one you um you're great i know that we all know that <laughs> sorry but i think it's, it is really important that you show up the way that you do on your social media because when it comes to online coaching that sometimes I feel that it's people don't always realize that it is like a person on the other side of the phone, right. Or a person on the other side of, of the computer. Right. So I think you showing up as you really shows people like here, like, this is me, this is who I am. Um, really gives people insight on like your struggles. Cause you aren't, you're, you're not someone who, who, you know, is a bullshitter. You're not smoking mirrors, which we see a lot of, which we heard a lot of, um, you know, people say one thing and, and it's, it's not necessarily that one question I want to ask you though, is do you think, um, not that I, I'm want to bash any, any, person that reached out or anyone like any, anyone in particular, but do you think there is an unrealistic expectation, um, for, for that client's place on coaches at times though, too? I think absolutely. Right. There's, there's multiple sides to the story, right? It's like, maybe it wasn't a bad coach. Maybe that just wasn't a good fit. Right. So there's a conversation to be had of, you know, when clients have a bad expectation or a bad experience with a coach, it's, oh, well, I had, it was a bad coach, not, it was a bad coach for me, right? So there's sometimes the, the you know, finger pointing and the, the blame shifting, but that's why, you know, take feedback with a grain of salt because everyone's experience is their own. Like take for me, for example, I had a couple of coaches that, you know, I didn't agree with what they did. Sometimes I didn't like what I didn't like how I was being coached. So I left, but that didn't mean that I threw in the towel and gave coaching and bodybuilding a bad name. It was, they just weren't good fits for me. And I acknowledged that. And I moved on and got a coach that was a good fit for me. And that also opened my eyes to how I coach because not athlete is going to be a good fit for me. So you're absolutely right there and kind of having that mindset. But at the same time, I think there are a lot of bigger names in the industry that kind of create these these teams and this culture and this atmosphere that attracts athletes because of just like what they're promoting on Instagram. And then you get into that team and you get into that mentality. Cause a lot of people were, were saying that they wanted this team mentality and they got in and they weren't, you know, a genetic elite, they weren't an all-star, but they did try and they did show up, but they didn't get the attention from the coach. And so they were paying this like, you know, high ticket item for, 
you know, multiple days of no responses and stuff like that. So I think it's definitely both on the client and the athlete or the, the athlete and the coach to, you know, set realistic expectations early on. Like, what do I expect from you, my athlete? What can you expect from me, your coach? And like, not being afraid to have those conversations and being realistic in timelines and timeframes and moving forward. But it's on both ends, right? Like you need to communicate and that goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's certain things that, you know, you have to set that, that, that tone essentially, you know, like certain things I I don't agree with. Like, I think, you know, check-ins should be responded within, you know, a 24 hour time period. That was something that we got a lot of that it would take days or weeks, or there was no communication at all. And that was something that Mm -hmm. I personally experienced in the past um, with one of my previous coaches that it was actually my show day and they were in a wedding. Um, so I had no communication during my show day, my first show day ever. Um, Jesus. So, yeah. so like communication is, is very important to me. If there is something that happens where I'm like, oh shit, like I'm not going to be at my normal times of like, I, I usually sit down and do my check-ins relatively the same time every day. If they're going to be a little bit later, I usually notify my team. They're still usually within 24 hours. Um, but you know, there, there comes like an expectation of the client too. It's like you're, you send your check-in by noon, you get that same day response. You get that response within 24 hours after, after that, you know, it's, it's subject for the rest of the week or a missed check-in, you know? So, but I do think there, there are things that, you know, are, are unacceptable when it comes to the, the way one thing is too, is, is I think there's a lot of disrespect because I do think some coaches and people, um, look at themselves as an authoritative figure. And I, I think that's where a lot of things kind of go South. Um, cause then some of these clients that, you know, have messaged us were like, yeah, I would even say things. Um, this is not like a quote, this is not word for word. It's just like a, an over a overview of like, you know, I would try and reach out or I would try and say things and they would just be like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, like this is just kind of how it goes. Like that was the response. Like, this is just how it is rather than, you know, being like, either a owning their mistake as a coach or b giving a clear answer of like, Hey, this is what happens. Like, you know, exactly what you said, like there are certain guidelines, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's heartbreaking. Just reading some of these, I mean, some were like, Oh, they said that they are inclusive, but they're really, really racist. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, he may be really uncomfortable with how he asked me to like check in and stuff like that. So there's just like, it also goes beyond like just poor coaching experience to the point of being like a predator or, you know, being just downright racist when it comes to like how you're coaching your athletes, which is just, there's no place for that. Right. There's no place for, for neglect and, and poor coaching in my opinion, because this is to some extent, especially bodybuilding, a luxury service, right? Like people, if you're going to charge a high ticket price, you better deliver high ticket results and high level care. Right. That's why like some coaches, like I, I tear my stuff because not everyone needs the same level of care, but at the same time, it's like, if you were going to ask for more money for your time, you better level up to that level of care that you are saying you provide. Right. Like that to me, there's no excuse mentality. And if you are dropping the ball, you better pick your balls up and figure out how to fucking make it work because that's just not acceptable. Like the amount of like, DMs I got about feeling like a number like that was my experience with my you know prior coaches is at the end of the day like I just started to feel like I didn't matter and I just felt like a number and that's 
that's not okay with me. Like I'm paying for a service and I should get, I'm not saying the same level of care as your other athletes. Cause obviously if you're in your off season versus contest prep, like contest prep athletes should definitely take precedence. But if you were showing up and you were following your programming and your protocol and your, your coach is not matching that energy and you start to feel like a burden to them when you are desperately trying that to me is not okay. That to me is just like, again, if you feel like a number, bring it up, talk to the coach about it. And if you're just like made to feel inferior or that you don't want it, or you're a loser or whatever, I think that should tell you all that you need to know about that relationship with your coach. And that should kind of, you know, be little sirens and red flags going up that maybe this coach isn't the right fit for you. Maybe they're not necessarily a bad coach, but maybe they're not just the right fit for you. Yeah. And that's like one thing that I, I continue to tell myself, like I said, my first coach, um, we did not, we were not a good match, unfortunately. And, um, yeah, he's still a pretty big name coach right now. And, you know, other people love his coaching, have really good results, have really good experiences. So I just don't think like maybe it was the right fit for us. Um, but also too, this was like back in 2017. So I'm sure, and I'm very hopeful that, uh, people change and are getting better in this industry. Although, you know, yesterday I actually kind of put a little downer in, in, you know, my, my hope there, because I, I do want this industry to change. I do want better for the athletes, for the clients that, because, you know, you have to think too, like how vulnerable is a person coming to you for help? You know, there is some, some level of vulnerability in that aspect of like, Hey, like I need, I need your help. I want to learn from you. Like I want to get, I don't know what to do. And, you know, they're looking to you for that guide guidance. So, you know, you have to take them in, you have to nurture them. You have to show them, you have to educate them, all of these, these things that come along with, with being a coach. Right. But like, you also have to remember that they are still human and not just that number, not just somebody on the roster, not just a, uh, what did a lot of people say yesterday? Oh, just felt like, you know, they were uh, a dollar sign, you know, because a yeah. lot of people can tend to feel like that. And like, um, you know, for me, I, I think I offer a lot for my services and I know that they're, they're cheaper than what mm-hmm. uh, a lot of other coaches are charging and people are getting less for what those ch- coaches are charging. And that's, that's not really the point. You know, I make my, my prices, however I want to make my prices. Right. But I do feel like you said, I know you have different tiers and cause everyone needs different help. Right. And I do think that that's super important because when you're constantly, when that person's constantly checking in and they're not getting the feedback that they deserve from you, like that plays a role on their psyche as well. And like you said, like, um, it can definitely turn people off and leave bodybuilding and leave coaching and like not have that help anymore when that was something that they really, really wanted. Like how defeating, mm-hmm. how defeated does that person feel at that time? Like, oh my God, this is something I really want. And then it's not what you expect. And then you're like, well, fuck this. Like, this is terrible. I don't feel good. A lot of self blame yeah. from that as well, because I mean, look at social media, how it is. It's like, oh, well, you know, it didn't work for me, but it's working for that person. Does that coach like that person more? Like what's wrong with me that I can't get right. that? You know? So it has a lot of like self-resentment, defeat, um, hopelessness. And like, I don't think when we're doing the things that we do as a coach, like we think about that aspect of it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple other complaints I noticed were like the, the flush protocols were like, it was a high level ticket coaching offer already. And then the supplements were, hundreds of dollars where they were just like, I paid all this money for this coaching. You know, they were, they were just like, it's fine. No changes. I spent all this money on supplements. And they're like, I still feel broken. I still feel like I I'm not fixed. And it's like, 
you know, not only are we talking about like physically feeling like shit, but then mentally, like the psyche just feeling like they are never going to feel better and just feeling lost and broken. And it's like, I've been there and that's no, that's no way to live life. That's no way to, to feel, you know? And so all of these things, different stories, just, it broke my heart because that's not how coaching needs to be. Right. So I think it would be important to maybe talk about like, what could you expect from our coach or maybe what does good coaching look like? And for me, it is about education, right? Like there's a difference between, asking your coach, why are we doing something to understand how to better execute and questioning, right? So a coach should be explaining to where a client will understand. You don't need to go into the mechanism of action and stuff like that. Clients aren't asking about that most likely. They just want to know why are they fucking taking the supplement? Is it going to help them? Like, like, you know, why, why are they taking vitamin D for crying out loud? So it's like being sure that we educate in a way that the client's going to understand, making sure that the client understands you know, their, their steps forward with you. It's like, okay, if they're a functional health athlete, like, you know, what are your steps forward? Or what approach are you going to take? Why are we taking this? That way they understand and they trust you for, you know, a bodybuilding contest prep athlete, like explaining like your approach and realistically how long it's going to take to get them to stage or to get them lean or whatever. But then on the, the flip side, like, you know, making sure that, you know, communication, you have an open door policy, not so you're playing therapist, but so that way your athlete feels connected to you and you can build a relationship with them. It's not that you need to be friends and be buddy, buddy, but your athlete needs to be comfortable enough with you to communicate when they, they fuck up or they need to help troubleshooting something, or they have a question because like, at the end of the day, like you were providing them a service, like you should be helping them to, you know, get them to their goals. Yes. But then also servicing them when things pop up because things do pop up and some clients are very hands-off they're just like give me the plan and they run with it and that's fine Mm -hmm. but others aren't like that you know like we're not robots we're people and so it's learning to treat your athlete like a person understanding that it's not always going to be a 100 week like fuck the past two weeks for me haven't been but i've been trying and showing up anyway and my coach sees that which is why there's not like a tisk tisk you suck it's like yo, these things happen. We just got to keep going. Yeah. Like two things I want to touch on, like my experience currently, like I said, I've been very sick lately. Um, and I haven't, I have not hit my fucking protocols in probably four weeks. And, um, if you guys have ever listened to Ash and I, you know, we're very, very dedicated people to our bodybuilding journey. Um, we're usually pretty spot on with checking our boxes. So, um, for me with, with me being sick, like, you know, I verbalized that to my coach and my coach has changed my protocols to things that I am able to hit right now. Like, and for me, it's fucking basic stuff or so to speak, but it's going back to like water fiber, um, getting some type of movement in. I haven't been able to train. So we're like, all right, three to four movements per week, whether that's swimming, yoga, going on walks, like whatever it may be. But like, we had to bring that bar down because like, and that's what, what, what coaching is about. And I've done the same with, with, you know, my athletes as well. Mm -hmm. And another thing too, that I I really want to harp on because I actually got a message about this, um, is another thing for, for good coaching, so to speak, is not being a hypocrite. I had somebody reach out and say Mm -hmm. that in their programming, they were, it was, all whole foods, um, no free meals, um, training five, six days a week, um, probably skipping out on vacations. If a vacation came up, um, what was another thing that was said in the message? It was something that like blew my mind. Yeah. Like no alcohol would, and they were a lifestyle client, lifestyle client. Um, and then, um, they verbalized that they saw their coach at the time, um, 
being on, you know, yachts and drinking and partying <laughs> every weekend, having all this lavish food when, you know, you know, she would go into check-ins and be like, Hey, like, you know, I saw that you were out this weekend. I was just wondering, like, is it okay to have free meals? Cause it looks like you're doing that. And they're like, absolutely yeah. not. You want to see results. So you have to, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so I really think it's important that, you know, you practice what you preach. Um, yep. You know, you think also too, you have to take into consideration like that person, that client, like you said, you know, educating them is really, really important and learning. But I also think too, you have to learn that athlete as a coach as well. Like some people um, need maybe two to three, one to two, whatever, free meals a week for that mental aspect. And they can still see results. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to be able to be adaptable, but also you have to be able to literally practice what you preach because one that creates more smoke and mirrors for you, you know, as a coach, if you're not doing these things that you're telling everyone else to do behind those closed doors. And it really shows lack of credibility in my opinion. Absolutely. Like as a coach, you're a leader, as a coach, you need to be adaptable and you also just need to listen to your athlete and help them along with their journey. Right. Cause like, like I said, not every week's going to be a 100 week. Things happen, life changes, people change, goals change. And so you just have to like listen to your athlete and help them to the best of their ability where they're currently at and understand that you are coaching people. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to say about um, just because, you know, you're like, you haven't been 100, I haven't been 100. How that coach responds to you. Um, mm-hmm. I remember previous coach, um, I, I think I like binged. Um, Cause I used to have like a binging disorder after my first prep, I binged, I reached out and I felt reprimanded for, for what mm-hmm. I did. Right. Um, it was like, you fucked up. This is terrible. What's wrong with you kind of conversation. Um, and like you said, like, you know, we, we have these mistakes and you've posted time after time. You posted one, I think today where it was like, Hey, literally, <laughs> yeah, you're fine. It was like, I had a really tough week personal things going on. I didn't do what I was supposed to do, or my check is going to be late, whatever it was. And you're like, okay, cool. Send it to me when you can, like, we're going to get through this. Like I'm giving you the support. It's not the end of the world. Like, I want to show you that like, Hey, things happen, life happens, but guess what? Like we're still going to make any type of, of progress, whether it's like, Hey, you learning the fact that like, it's okay to mess up and I'm not going to treat you any different, you know, like I'm not going to punish you. Cause she was like, uh, I will take whatever punishment. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Is that really how far we have fallen where we uh, punish our athletes with taking away food or t- in- increasing cardio? Like if you're a coach, that. fuck that. If your coach is punishing you for fucking up, that is not a, that is not coaching to me. Like adjustments are made to get you to your goal. It is not to punish you. It is not at a place of hatred and whatever bullshit mentality. So it's like if you're being fear-mongered or bullied or literally punished or reprimanded, it's one thing to have tough love based on like, hey, I think you're fucking up here. I think you're not taking things as seriously as you could be. What's going on? Let's work together to figure it out. Versus you're a piece of shit. Here's an extra hour of cardio. You fat Mm -hmm. fuck. Like- we, these are humans for Christ. Like I literally am getting heated. Like these are humans for Christ's sake. We need to be treating each other better. And for me, I'm real big on like people do things for a reason. Like there's a, there's always like a cause and effect. Like, so what is the reason that this happened? Like, did you whatever overeat or binge, you know, why, why did that happen? Were you stressed? Did you actually feel a lot of hunger? Have you been really restricted with your diet? Like where, like, you know, like there's something else going on rather than like, oh yeah, you binged. Okay, cool. Like let's cut food, which is going to make the situation fucking worse. Like finding out that why reason, like I think distinguishes, you know, coaches from other coaches essentially, because yeah, like I want to find out why, so we can prevent it in the future. Like, this is how I want to help you because yeah, like punishing you and, you know, saying like, 
you're a fat fuck or whatever it may be is not going to help the cause. It's going to, it's literally going to fuel the negative fire. And that's like not what we're here to fucking do. Agreed. So yeah, all of that to say this guys, like we are sorry because like it's, it's our industry. It is something that we love and we are coaches within it. But with that being said, we want to do better. And the things that we, we saw, the stories that we read from real people, it is not okay. Like this, this level of mistreatment and abuse is not okay. And it's something that Ash and I obviously feel deeply about, which is why we, you know, have done this podcast and why we asked you guys to be, you know, courageous and share your stories. And we thank you for that level of vulnerability and that for that time. But we also want to show you guys, if you are willing, that coaching can be different, right? So anyone that did come forward anonymously, or even that just sent me straight DMs, like if you want to give coaching a second chance and see what it could possibly be, reach out to Ash or I, like we will have a conversation with you. We will hop on a zoom call. We will talk with you and treat you like a person. Right. And if you decide that you want to give coaching another go and think it would be a good fit for either working with either one of us, let us know. We'll, we'll work something out. Right. Because this is something that we are passionate about. Like this is something that gives us a purpose. You know what I'm saying? That we love to do. And we would love to show people that not all coaches are shitheads. Right. Like we can't control what other coaches do. That's their own business. That's their own prerogative. If, I don't know how some sleep at night, but clearly they do. But for us, we take this very seriously. This is our job. This is our passion. And we would love to show you guys that it can be done in a different way. If you'd be willing to give it a second chance. Yeah, no, agreed. Because yeah, like we both said, like we kept giving it chances until we found, you know, what worked for us and who worked for us, you know, um, and yeah, I think if it, if it matters to you and it's important and giving it a second chance is worth it, then yeah, reach out to, to one of us. Talk to, another thing too, I think I'm really big on is like talking to their current athletes, asking those yep. people questions. Like literally, I will like people who like reach out to me in my DMs. I'm like, yeah, ask any one of these, ask any of my clients, talk to them, yeah. see, see what they have to say, you know? Um, I think that's a, a really good indicator as well. So yeah, you guys, you're listening and you're thinking about getting with Asher and I, like feel free. If you don't know who my clients are, message me. I'll tell you. I'll send you to any yeah. single. I'll send you to former clients too that have left. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. I think it's really important to have, be that level of transparent because like, here's the deal. Some people are going to have bad experiences and will give a coach a bad name. But if a lot of people are saying the same things over and over again about the same coach, you need to take into consideration that like, maybe it's not just a rumor. Like maybe that's reality. And like, that's really important. So especially if it's like, you know, you do take this coach on a pedestal because they have like a bunch of athletes or a bunch of like a high follower count or whatever, like try to weed out the smoke and mirrors, talk to their current athletes, talk to their previous athletes and see what it's actually like to work with them as a coach. And again, like weigh the pros and cons, understand that everyone's experience is different, but if people are reiterating the same things over and over again, like just take that into consideration when you're signing with them, because not only is it your time and your money, but it's also your health and your life. And that shit should not be taken lightly, in my opinion, but that's all I got for you guys today. Like it's kind of a somber podcast. I'm sorry for that, but I feel like it's something that needs to be spoken about and something that needs to be brought up. Yeah. And I just want to say thank you guys again, because like also too, like this helped us a lot too, like, you know, to reflect on the things that like we're doing, like, where can we get better? Like, 
we're had, you know, we made our mistakes because Ash and I have made mistakes in the past. We have like, you know, we own up to that, but we, we want to change from the things that have happened from the things that we hear from you guys, you know, and that, so I thank you, like, thank you guys for, for sending those messages. Cause it can't always be easy, especially to people who are in the industry and believe in the industry and have passion. You know, it's, it can be difficult to verbalize those things. So again, thank you guys. We, we really do appreciate it. Absolutely. Could not agree more. Um, next podcast will be actually a special guest. We're actually getting freaking Phil Viz on and we're trying to be talking about more advanced PED cycles. So that's going to be a wealth of information and a lot of fun as well, because Phil's a pretty, pretty lively and energetic guy. So we'll have fun recording that. But until next time, guys, peace. Adios.